We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spider-Man. You get all the attention now. Ooh, I like that. Spider-Man. That might be called new nickname. Swider basket in a foul. Eddie Casey. Swider. Answer back. Swider from deep. Laces the three. Swider. And one. Count the bucket. Welcome back to the Swider Show, everyone. Episode 48 for you guys, man. Uh, super excited to have a guest on this week, Caleb, Caleb Okachuku, one of the best defensive ends in the country, a member of our own Syracuse Orange football team, and they're off to a hot 4-0 start after beating Army, Army West Point this week, so uh, super excited for you guys to hear his story, some of the things that he says. I think, Pat, I think one of the great things about Caleb is he has a really good perspective. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. he, he's been through a lot in his college career, having a sickness um, that keep him out a whole entire year, but... I think overall he just has really great perspective. It was great to kind of hear his story along with his expectations for this year. Yeah, it was great to get some some orange football on the pod, on the airwaves, because we do talk about them every week. Uh, He has an unbelievable story. I think a lot of people will know it, but I encourage you to kind of look it up and and find out about what he's been through because it is crazy. And the fact that he's back to being – I'm going to say it's why. I think he's he's probably a Q's legend at this point. Been there six years. Wow. Seen, seen some. Uh, I mean, I, f- I think it's freshman year they went like ten and three. Then two years later they were one and ten, and then now they're back to being yeah. really good. So it's like he's seen it yep. all. Um, perfect timing too with Clemson week. So hopefully they get a dub. I'll predict that they're going to get a dub, even though I'm like zero percent on predictions on behind this mic. But um, yeah, excited for you guys to hear that. Well, speaking of uh, being zero percent on predictions, what 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 do you? Th- can you recap the the Notre Dame no. Ohio State? Well, no, I thought uh, you mentioned the Cuse Army game. That was the biggest game of the weekend for the podcast. So I think other than that, we can just move on and not not speak to anything else. I'm no, a, I'm completely kidding. Right. The, Lou, like Lou, Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz. <laughs> yeah, that's all I gotta well, say. Lou Holtz. First of all, um, Ryan Day. If you ever want to come on the Swider Show, I'll have to take call out sick that week because I don't want him on these airwaves. Um, I have been through, as people love to, like, poke fun at Notre Dame, is that, like, yeah, it's true. A lot of the biggest wins, a lot of the glory of the program was long before I was born. But they have been in the mix every single year, basically, since I've been conscious. Every year. Uh, Every every single year. They're one of the best teams in the country every single year. But 
No, I mean, kidding aside, I've never been in a situation as a Notre Dame fan as I was halfway through the fourth quarter where they have the ball, four minutes left. They're playing in Ohio State, a Clemson, and Alabama, and they're better than the other team, and they should just drown the clock out and win. I don't know how they lost the game. Um, worst loss I've ever gone through as a fan. Absolutely gutted. I felt like an eight-year-old kid when they lost to Michigan. And I, just, I am still in shock that they didn't score more points than them and win the game. And, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Patty, what is uh, your mindset when you only see ten guys on the field for the last play of the game? Well, the thing is I didn't have much of a mindset about it till Sunday morning because I didn't see it till then. I kind of avoided my phone. I avoided Twitter. I don't know how that happens. You've asked me on this before if, like, I think Freeman's the guy. I still do. Um, I guess that's like a rookie <laughs> coaching mistake, but I, there's really no excuse for that. It wasn't one play either. It was back-to-back plays, and two plays. it was two arguably plays. the most p- important. Like where, if you were to have one person on the field at that point, you had to pick where to put that one person to give you a stop or at least a little bit of a chance to stop the run. You're gonna put them exactly where the one guy that they were missing wasn't. And they had the two guy, safeties it, at the line, and yeah. they just ran it directly there and scored. So and I have no idea it, how like, that happens twice. The guy, the, the kid barely got in. Yeah, he barely I, and got in. The other thing, the history of the game tells you they struggle in tremendously to move the ball one yard because, um, I mean, Notre Dame had – that was another thing. I don't know why they kept it in Hartman's hands and ru- scrambled at the beginning of the second half. Besides the point – I mean, they the drive before, they had just gone four and out. Not four and out, but they went four and out fourth in less than one and lost a yard. And Notre Dame's defense looked incredible the entire night. It hurts when you don't have all 11 players. But, <laughs> yeah, I didn't plan on going on a tangent, but there you go. I think the other big college football game that everyone's been talking about is uh, Colorado, Oregon, the beatdown in Eugene. Patty, do you have any initial oh, is thoughts it, is on that? Or? Is that what they're calling it? Well, my initial thoughts, actually, to stay with the point of Ryan Day, uh, the Oregon coach, I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> some weird quotes out of some weird quotes from him. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of been a victory lap for Colorado haters, but still a success to this point. Um, I don't know. I, I, does it change how you feel about Dion at all? No, not at all. Not yeah. a single bit. Dion's always talked about he's missing like seven to nine guys. Like there's seven to nine guys away from being like a like a real team. I think beating TCU week one kind of gives everyone like this like, oh my god, they're beating like this really good team and they might have a chance right. to go on. Like I think we've known since the beginning of the time when Dion's got there. He's talked about this. He's gone about gone on about this before. Is that his, the team's not ready yet. They're going to be good. They're, they're going to be well-coached. They have really good coaches all around the field, and they have a quarterback, so they have a chance in every single game. But it just seemed like without Travis Hunter out there, without like their offensive line just isn't great, mm-hmm. especially like when you play a team like Oregon or you play a team like USC. Coming up, even though USC's defense isn't great, so I think that's going to be a better game for them. It will be a better game for them to, to, to compete in. But... I just think overall, Dion, the way he's handled everything, and uh, even after the, the loss, like it's, it's one thing to be a like look cool while you're winning, but I, f- I feel like he even looks cool when he loses. Yeah, he handled which it is perfectly. pretty impressive. Right, and yeah. he had the quote like, uh, "There's a lot of people that th- think are, they're playing against me, and I'm not in pads. I'm not on the field. 
because it is true. <laughs> Everyone just goes after him after the game. It's like, all right, well, I'm the yeah. coach. Um, but, yeah, I thought they'd be able to score points against anyone, so that was probably the biggest shock to me. But, yeah, it's just kind of like a different playing field. We've talked about it before with college football. Like, if you don't have – if there's a big disparity in your line, then it kind of just, like, screws up everything you're trying to do. Yeah, 100%. But great weekend of football. Um, the Patriots won in what people are calling the worst football game ever played here in uh, New Jersey. <laughs> My guy – not my guy, but our guy, Zach Wilson. He's struggling. Definitely still, our guy. But yeah. Defi- definitely our guy. Yeah, he's with the Pats. But how, how do you guys feel? My Adam, feel free to, to come off mute here and kind of explain your Pats talk or your Pats takes. It was a rough couple hours. It's it's becoming a point where I don't even know if I want to, like, solely watch that game. Like, I got to stay updated with the rest of the 1 o'clock games, even though the Patriots are on, which is not – something I ever would have done five years ago. So um, I think we can come back and get a couple wins. I still have my over six and a half wins uh, easily. So that's where we're at right now. Um, are you guys Are you guys getting into Caleb territory? Caleb Williams? No. I, no. I wish we were, but we're, we're, we're too competitive. We're, we're going yeah. to be too – we're going to win seven – we're going to win at least seven games. Adam Adam's pick is going to be right. Over six and a half. We're going to win like seven and nine games. We probably – I don't like the way the team's looking, so I don't think we're going to sneak into the playoffs as of right now. That could change a lot with the Belichick coach team. I think throughout the season we're going to get a lot better. But as it's presently constituted yeah. – No, we do have a great defense. We have a great defense. And I think Bill O'Brien's trying to do some things. Our offense does look better than it did last year in terms of just play calls and, and creativity, but it's not – it's not where it needs to be, and Belichick even said after the game, we're not going to win many games if we're going to score 15 points. With Tom Brady, and, and in the past, you'd steal these games that were close. But the first two games of the year, both of them at Gillette Stadium, you know, we just dropped them. You're 0-2, two of them both at home. And, I mean, we have these games every year. Mac Jones never can win a game in this new era of Patriots football within one score with five minutes left. Like it's, you could say it's clutch time, but it's also a lot of luck and we just don't have that luck. Haven't had it in probably four years now. So to, to drop two games at home in the first month of the season is not a good start. I feel bad for you guys. If there's anything Patriots fans haven't had for the last three decades is luck. So you guys deserve it. You guys deserve a break. Um, Hopefully that comes to you guys soon. I mean, one thing that you can call luck is, uh, one thing you can call luck is your Super Bowl win against us. So a lot of things had to go right uh, for you guys <laughs> to right, win Super yeah. Bowl. The yep. supposed goat getting outplayed by Nick Foles, that, that was lucky. He um, threw for 500 uh, passing yards in that game, bro. He was not outplayed well, by Nick Foles. Well, also, I mean, never. we don't have to get into it. That, that's, that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. That's awful. We can get into it. What were you going to say? I will say this for the first time. The Philly special was created by Bill Belichick in 2015. Yeah, isn't that like a known thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he should have ran it earlier in the game, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, uh, you know, that's a yeah. lot of luck. That's tough. I mean, if you invent the play and then it steals a Super Bowl for me, that's that's tough. You probably should be prepared for it if, if you're going to puff your chest out about inventing it. I just think that people give a lot of credit to the, to Philadelphia for using that play at the time, and their defense was miserable in that game, like horrible until that that strip fumble at the end of the game. 
So if you want to talk about luck, that's that's the one play. But then you could also say the Patriots won a couple Super Bowls on one play too. So I mean, I just don't think that's a fair statement. It's not comparable to this season. We've had some rough. No, I'm just saying I'm I'm not gonna. You're not gonna find me like feeling bad for Pats fans over some bad luck with Mac Jones. That was my whole point there. You asked us what we thought. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. One thing we do know is that the season's coming up quick, which is crazy. I feel like part of me feels like the season ended yesterday, and part of me feels like it's been forever since the season's been uh, been going. So uh, training camp starts next week. I'm excited. Media day on Monday. Go up to Boca Raton. Training camp at FAU for the whole entire week. Then we'll be playing games here in like two weeks, Patty, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, do you guys know like Do you know your preseason schedule yet? Who do you guys open up with? I know our second game is at San Antonio. I think our first game is against oh, Charlotte, maybe. Go. Okay. It's against Charlotte, maybe. So, uh, oh, he'll, he'll be playing in the preseason games for sure. He, he has to, bro. Um, yeah, but I said this last week, but um, media day. So we play against Hornets, home Hornets. against Hornets, at, at Spurs, home against Grizzlies, home against Nets, at Houston Rockets. So those are our five preseason games. Uh, five five games in ten days. Um, and then we open up the season home against Detroit. So Wow. Are you getting 1% more nervous every day as someone? I know you're confident in your abilities, and but it is coming up quick. You know, you don't have a month to prepare anymore. You have ten days, and then it's just like a whirlwind. So do you get nervous? Do you even get more like, are you find yourself thinking about little things more, or is it the same as always? Man, I think going into training camp last year compared to going to training camp this year, I have a totally different mindset, right? I think, obviously, I, I don't know completely what to expect, but I do know, I, I have a pretty good idea of what to expect in terms of training camp, right? Like, things are going to be asked to you quickly, and you have to respond quickly. Um, you might get thrown into a drill or get thrown into a situation that you have to be ready for. And uh, I, I think for me... I think I'm in a pretty good spot mentally, and I think I'm in a really good spot physically. Um, been cutting body fat, been cutting, uh, finished the conditioning test like I talked about last week in a really good time. Uh, been shooting the ball well. Uh, had my guy Anthony Tingley out here from Island Athletics kind of preparing me for this week, uh, preparing me for training camp coming up. He's, he's going to be out here with me the whole entire week. Um, in preparation for training camp. So I think everything's kind of lining up. Obviously, when you get to training camp, there is pressure to, to make those shots and, and be efficient and, and show you can play with these guys. But I think overall I'm in a, in a really good spot, and I'm, I'm excited to to get to that place and get going and be be with, be with all these guys, Jimmy and Bam and Tyler and, and Duncan, and, and just kind of show who I am and compete at that level. Are you still, like, ramping up? towards the end or is there a period that you're gonna like try and kind of like i don't know take the foot off the brake a little bit just to like make sure your body's ready for training camp or you like just going full steam ahead till it starts yeah i think i think there's a balance to it because at the end of the day Mm -hmm. like you are preparing yourself for 82 game season i think one thing that that guys kind of it's tough for a guy like me in my situation because like your championship is almost this training camp right to give yourself an opportunity right but a lot a lot of these vets come into training camp like getting into shape so it's like there's a different mindset for me compared to like that vet coming into training camp but it's trying to find that 
that that balance because Pat Bev always said he's like you see a lot of guys have have a really good like October November December and then by January they're completely fried and they get hurt because their their bodies they just went full steam ahead for those first three months so I think for me it's trying to find that balance of obviously being in the best shape of my life going into training camp but not but having room to grow as well yeah I don't know that was just like a curious question you have because obviously during the season it's not like you're like working out so hard and like you're saying someone in your position it's like these are i mean they have training camp views like basically a game so um i don't know like i always say we'll be updating every week it is crazy basketball season is upon us it's on the horizon um and in a lot of ways this is like the most exciting time of the year because it's like there's so many unknowns um we didn't get into it today but it's a lot of player movement potentially that may happen so potentially yeah, NBA, like right now looks way different than it might be in two weeks but come to the swider show for all uh scoops all behind the scenes of the miami heat training camp and everything in between yeah man super excited for training camp coming up super excited for the opportunity ahead uh i'm gonna be ready to go healthy ho- hopefully healthy and, and and just ready to give it my all so uh really excited shout out to caleb again for coming on the episode we're gonna kick it over to this, his interview um right after this and uh, go Q's go first Clemson, man. We're, we're rooting for you guys, and, 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 and you guys are going to pull out that win. So we're going to kick it over to Caleb now. Go Orange. Really? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Really excited to, to welcome on my boy Caleb. Caleb, tell me how to say your last name, man. I probably should ask you before this, but <laughs> Okay Chuku, man. Yeah. Uh Caleb OK Chuku, um, one of the best defensive linemen in the country, one of the best defensive ends in the country. For our own Syracuse football team who's off to a hot four and start right now. So welcome on, Caleb. Appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you, man. Glad to be here. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Well, I mean, first and foremost, how's your body feeling, right? You we all know it as a, as a big time football player. That's that's the first question that uh, we got to ask. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's uh, you know playing in the trenches, uh, playing the end of the trenches, you know, every week in and week out. It definitely take a toll on me. Um, I, I probably this is probably I, I probably real routine based on my treatment. I gotta be because I'm playing so many yeah. snaps week in and week out, and I gotta be productive. So I gotta just really just make sure that my body's ready. Like you know, I got a massage today. I'm in the tubs in the morning. Then I got a little workout session in. So. Um, you know, everything is just, everything is everything right now. Try to keep it going. Yeah. I always say as basketball players, we're kind of spoiled, right? Like 
our practices and our days aren't as long as football guys, but obviously we play a lot more games. What's the what's the week to week preparation like for you guys? Obviously, you went through a crazy. You guys go through crazy training camps, but what's what's the week to week preparation in terms of like Monday through through Saturday, getting ready for the games? You know, it's crazy. Like you know, talking about preparation, like you don't. When you're a young like college player, you don't really understand like what that is, you know, because when you're not like when you're not playing a lot, but like when you're a starter, it's like when you're a starter on, on the D1 level, bro, power five, like you, you really have to prepare. Like the playing is the least of it. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and, and it's, you know, in basketball, okay, like you might have a game Monday, then a game Wednesday, so you can bounce mm-hmm. right back. Let's say you do something on that Saturday, you think about it the whole week. You got to go hard the whole week. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, I guess, it's, it's the, like the margin of error. You can't you can't play with it. Like, so you got to prepare. Like, you got to make sure you're focused. You got to make sure that you watch all the film you can watch. Like, me, I'm blessed right now. I'm in grad school. So, I only got yeah. class on Monday nights. So, my week, Damn. you know what I mean? I can get in there. I can watch extra film. I can... You know, I can get extra treatment if I need it. I can get, a, I can go get, I can go get an extra massage. I can go get, watch more and more films just to be that much more prepared. And then I can, you know, really put my body through that preparation because, you know, my routine week to week, man, I'm, I'm just making sure I'm checking all the boxes every day that I'm, you know, one day at a time that I do all of this. And then I, I, I if I know I do that, I'm, I'm confident going to the game. Do you feel like, uh, I'm glad you brought that point up because I've always wondered that about football players, like, Cause you spend so much time practicing and preparing and then you get 12 opportunities to actually show it like in a, in a real setting. So do you feel, my first question is, do you feel like that makes practices more competitive sometimes? Cause it's like, you're kind of going harder than maybe like in a basketball setting. Cause you're saving it for a game. It's like, not like we have six of these things before our game. So we got to make it as competitive as possible. Like for sure, bro. It's like, when you think about it, it's like, uh, I heard, I think maybe it was Michael Parsons. I heard him say something like, you train eight months for 16 opportunities. So in college football, you train, if your team, so you, you might get 13, you might get 14 or 15 if your teams go to the Natty or college playoff. Yeah. But if your team doesn't get six wins or more, you're not going to a bowl game. So that means you only have 12 chances to show what you can do to the, like for the next level, let alone in your conference, let alone to your team. And God forbid you get hurt. Or, 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 or like a little nagging injury where you got to miss two games or miss three right. games. That's film, you know. So I guess that's that's why they say like the um, the best availability. I mean, the best ability is availability for real. Because you you really might need like you don't know, and you really got to play every play like it's your last because it really might be your last play. And um, I think over these like these last two years, I've taken that more serious with my routine and my and my watching exercise on my own because I'm I'm at a point now where like my coach just lets me go. He lets me play. So. And like I'm, I love having that type of position, and I don't, I don't want to play around with it. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm more than ready before I go into the game. I think, I think that's one of the biggest things, right? Is just, just making sure you're prepared. But let's bring it back a little bit. Obviously, you're a big time high school football player. You played at St. John's College High School in Washington D.C., and then, you, then you decided to come to Syracuse. What kind of went into that decision? And uh... I mean, it's crazy. Um, I actually, I actually wanted to go to University of Texas. But right. you know, I, I was I, everything was kind of lined up for me to go there, but um, my I didn't know what Clearinghouse was when I came out of high school, so you know my uh, my situation was a little bit different. And you know, I was talking to Syracuse, and they was like, "Listen, you, you do everything you need to do. You know, we're gonna take care of you." And that my mindset, 
at that age, I'm young. I'm like, all right, it's D1. We play schools like Clemson. All right, bet. Like, we play schools like Clemson. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And, I, and I, I, honestly, too, I wanted to play early. You know, you, you can – you go to those big-name schools, and I, I, I'm like by, – like, by all means, if, if you're good enough to go, which I believe I am, to play anywhere, but it was – it's more than talent and situation when it comes to football. Like, you could be just as good as a guy, but he might – the coach might have – had a better connection with him in high school. He might have recruited the other guy, like the, like the other guy harder. I was the only D lineman they brought in my my freshman year across the board. Wow. So for me, it was an like, I right, bet like they only want me, and that's and that's 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 all I needed to see for real. So I just wanted to come in here and work and just put the pain in. So moving forward, you end up coming to Cuse, and I think any Cuse fan who's followed your story, it's as inspiring as it gets. I think. Um, and last year, you ended up winning the Syracuse State Award for, and anyone who hasn't seen the video, I'd encourage you to go check it out. But um, after that year, I kind of watched that video, and you were talking about how you were just going to kill. Like, you were trying to play right away. You are a true freshman, and you're removing the thought of, like, oh, I'm a true freshman. I'm not trying to get on the field. And you were – basically, you could go into the story as much as you want to, but spring practice comes along, and, like, you're working out really hard, and you just start feeling a little different. From someone who's in such good shape as yourself at that age – and then the biggest thing is, like, football is just taken away from you. So how did you kind of, like, find the inspiration, the, like, motivation to go from there to get to back where you are now? And the other part of the question is, like, do you ever look back at that when you're preparing for Clemson this week and you're a captain and you're one of the best players on the team and you're like, damn, like, I can't believe I'm at this point now after after where I was three years ago? Yeah. It's crazy. Um and, and like time really does fly, bro. Like I remember, I, like sometimes I be felt like I see like little memories of me in the hospital or like, you know, me on a walker, and and I'd be like, damn, that was four years ago, you know, like, and, and I remember just that was probably one of the longest years of my life. Um, that was life changing for me, um, and, and and honestly, one of the things that kept me through was my faith in God. I don't, I wouldn't be standing here telling you guys about the story if it wasn't for Him. So, for me, that just changed my whole perspective. Like it, it gave me if. It's not even for me. It's not even about like you know Clemson and all that. It's about just being able to play the game of football, because yeah, at yeah. that age I was a I was I was a freshman and I had at that point in my life I had never missed a practice before in my life. So to go from never missing a practice, never being sick, never really being sick before in my life to not knowing if I'm about to play again, like I, I had to really, like I had to really you know go within myself and say okay. I hated it, but I was like, if I don't play again, what am I going to do with my life? You know, like, I think uh, as young athletes, and, y'all, and you guys can relate to this, like, you don't really believe it when you, when, like, when you've been chasing it your whole life. Like, they tell you, like, oh, like, you know, you're going to stop playing one day, you're going to stop. And for me, like, those feelings of, like, yo, this is really real. Like, I'm going to really stop playing one day. You know, like, I, I don't know what's, like, if I can't come back, I don't know what's next for me. So I started, you know, meeting people on campus. You know, I gained some good friends that whole year who, I'm really close with to this day. Um, you know, I, I got I got close to some professors and I kind of just walked away from, like, you know, Coach Babers, he was real good with that. Like, he was just like, do whatever you need to do right now. You know, like, get away from us. Because it was too painful. For, like, it was it was too painful for me to, to watch practice and not be out there. Like, that's how much I love the game. So, you know, for me, I had to really just um, figure out what I was going to do. And then once I started to accept the fact that I may not come back, it didn't mean that I wasn't going to come back. It was like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, put it together and we're just going to see. I didn't know what it was going to be at that time period, but I was just like, let me not do nothing, you know. And then once 
I finally like, you know, like let it go and really just put it in God's hands. That's when the building blocks came for me to start coming back to play, you know, each mm-hmm. and every, each and every week. It was, all right, let's start walking now. All right, let, let's, let's start jogging now. And if my levels raised too high, I was like, all right, now we're going to shut you down. Cause they, they, they wanted to take so much precaution and I can't be mad at them for it. obviously the competitor in me was like, bro, I'm good. Let's go now. You know what I mean? But, um, I had to just be patient with myself, really. I think that's the biggest thing I had to really like remember was be patient with myself. No, that's great, bro. And I, I think one, one thing, just being around you, you can tell how, how serious you are about your faith and, and how much God means to you. But in the state of college football that we're in right now, state of college athletics, the transfer portal is a, a huge thing. Is that process with Syracuse is the reason why you've stayed all these years when you probably could have the opportunity to leave and maybe chase, chase NIL money or chase all these different things. Is that, is that, the, is that one of the reasons why you stayed? Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy, bro. Like it's different now. Like, you know, like whether you want to look at it or try to ignore it, it's different now. And I, I want to say this off season, January to May was probably one of my craziest off seasons mentally, just in terms of college football, because yeah, yeah. There's so much going on. You know, you, you're coming off of a, good, a big year last year. People in your ear, ages in your ear. It's so many people trying to just tell you things like, well, you can go here and get this money. You can go here and get this. You come here, you get this. And it's like, you got to really search within yourself. Again, like, like yeah. that, that's a real thing. Because at the end of the day, you got to really search within yourself. Like, what do I want? Do I want money right now or do I want that longevity money? But then again, too, you also got to ask yourself, what like what do you really want? Like what do you really love? Because do you do you really care about that football that much, or, or like are you in it? Like what are you in it for? For me, I really love the game. Yeah, like, ever since yeah. I was seven, I've been playing this game because I love it so much. Obviously, I want what comes with it. Um, that like the blessings also that comes with it. But for me, it was it was more so about putting myself into position. Um, now, can I say that if I had an extra year, conversations probably would have been a little bit more differently because at the end of the day, like and you know, Cole, it's a business. You gotta, you gotta really do yeah, what's yeah. best for you. You know, they, they want you not to look at it that way, but you have to because at the end of the day, you may wake, you may wake up the next morning and your coach be gone, and because he's doing, he's doing what's best for him. You know, and you can't be upset with that. Like that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is like, there's no emotions in this. You know, you like, you really gotta do what's best for you. What do you want out of this? And whatever you want out of this, do everything that aligns with that, and then you'll be straight. Man, I can relate to that wholeheartedly, man. After my my senior year at Syracuse, I mean, it was either I was going to go to the draft or, or, or or come or come back for a fifth year. But I remember going to some of these workouts and guys were like, "Yo, like hop in the portal, you can make five hundred thousand dollars." I'm like, "Bro, it's not about that for me, bro. I love I love the game. Like I I truly love like the process, the loyalty, everything that comes with the game. And then Syracuse gave me an opportunity when no one else did, right? It, it it shows a lot, man. And obviously, we have a lot of the same ideologies and when it comes to that, bro. So, salute to you for staying at Q's for for this six year, bro. Six year, that's a lot. Yeah, it's my so like it's crazy, like because like I missed it. You know, this is only like my third season playing. That's what people don't yeah, know. No, yeah, so no. it's like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I had the COVID in the freshman year, and I was hurt, so I missed three. I missed two and a half years so it was like this is like my real senior year for real for real you know because who yeah. knows what would have happened if i never would have got hurt but at the end of the day everybody's path is they path so i, I don't really you know, like stress myself about that hey patty man we have a fellow podcaster on 
on the podcast today. Caleb runs the, the, the Mob podcast along with one of his teammates. And the Mob podcast is about the whole Syracuse football team, but mostly the Mob is the Syracuse defense. Right now, the Syracuse defense is 14th nationally in pass defense and the 21st in total defense. Um, so talk about your, your podcast a little bit. We'll give you like a little plug here. Um, and, and what kind of started that podcast? Appreciate it. Um, you know, really, bro, I, when I, in 2020, I watched a lot of uh, Iron Mathen. Yeah. And for me, it was just, I just saw three guys who came together and like four, three or four guys, they were just, it didn't seem like it was scripted. I was like, they just seemed like they just talking about their life and their experiences through the game. I'm like, with NIL, not just about money too, you know, NIL is about getting your name bigger. So, yeah. When when when, uh, when myself, Jihad, and Marlo came together, when we talked about it, it was last year. It was during camp in August. We were just, you know, fooling around like, yo, bro, we should do a podcast. Like, I feel like we could do it. And I was like, bro, I feel like we could really do it. Like, oh, this, you know, this, you know, we close. And I'm like, man, I feel like three of us, you know, it don't, don't got to be scripted. I'm like, we could really do it. So what happened was we went to the, you know, Austin, the media team. We were just like, if we did a podcast, would you guys back it? It was like, if y'all are serious. So we were like, oh, man, like, damn. You know, us being us, we got carried over the season. We like, ah, oh, yeah, all right, bet. But then we started, we started BS. So we we uh ended up just we started. Then we went two and zero. Then so we went two and zero last year, and our media team was like, y'all are playing. Y'all need to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So so we went to the team room one day after team meetings on a Sunday after we watched the game film, and me, um, myself, Low and Jahan, we sat in there. We was just like, all right. I put my phone down. I was just like, let's just record ourselves for however long. Let's just see, like, just the us three in here. Let's just see what this would be like. So we sat down in the team room. Nobody was in there. Just us three. We did like a little. That was probably our only ever practice run. So we just started going. We just started going and going and going. And um, I, I stopped recording. It was 35 minutes. And I'm like. You know, I think we got some, and we all started laughing like, "Shit, we gonna, we just gonna see." So, I, I call up Austin. I'm like, "Yo, we all in." He was like, "All right, bet pull up on Monday. That's our off day." So we thinking like, they think just have some chairs, you know, some mics. You know, we walk in and we like, "Oh, they not playing like, shit. like, like." We walk in. Austin was yes. like, "I told you, like, he like, I told you, like, I'm, I'm a, like, I wanted y'all to do this." I'm like. Oh, all right. So that's when I'm like, all right, we can't, we can't be playing around. Like I'm like, we go, we gotta really commit to this. But you know, you get a little, you get a little nervous because, um, some people could see that as a distraction. Like, oh, you need to be focused on the season. You know what I mean? Like you. But one of the things the podcast really taught me was like that switch. Like I, I like you know, because yeah. like you, you see, you see players like Jalen Ramsey, you Cole, you in the league doing it week in and week out with your schedule. It's like. Yeah. It's like, damn, okay, like if these players, if these players could do this, if these if these players could do this, then why can't I? You know? So we came together, we did the first episode, and it just took off from there. And we didn't expect it to, to become what it did. It was just we were just having fun. We weren't trying to make no money. We was just like, it honestly started to become like therapy, bro. Like it gave us a, it gave me, it gave us a getaway from the game. Like you put so much into the game. And you you guys know for college athletes. When you get away from the game, it's usually just go out, all right, what are we doing? But 
for like that was what we looked forward to. It was like, all right, we're gonna talk about this, talk about this. It just gave us a new avenue, which was really dope for real. It definitely took off on like huge Twitter too, because I don't think fans have ever had a medium of like, all right, now there's actually the best players on the team. They're recapping the game, but. One follow-up question there is, so me and Swat have been doing this for like a little bit over a year now. You guys started around the same time last year, season two now, um, obviously because the season just started. But what do you think is harder, playing in the game or doing the podcast? Because as we know, uh, play, uh, doing a podcast is pretty tough. <laughs> so it's, it's playing in the game. because Yeah, no, I'm completely kidding. No, I would say like, <laughs> it better be playing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, with the podcast, we just having fun. Like, right. we, it, there, there's no pressure of, I'm not getting graded out by my coach. I'm not mm-hmm. getting yelled at or screamed at if I, if I make a mistake or if I laugh on camera and we got to stop. Like, it ain't that, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. But I enjoy both, though. Every time we bring a guest on and they, and they see the lights and the cameras right in your face and they, they realize, oh, wow, it's real. I'm like, yeah, it's different. It's not like Yeah, you guys got an officialized setup, too. But, um, I mean, it's no secret this week, one of the bigger weeks of the season for you guys. And you just talked about how you've been there for six years. And you've kind of seen every type of season you can and every type of Clemson game you can. Like, there's been some times where you guys struggled a little bit. But then last year, 2018, you guys, like, had them on the ropes and it was such a close game. So, How's like the preparation been going this week? And do you think because you've been so close, that makes you want to get them even more? Sure. Um, I haven't beaten Clemson my whole time I was here. Um, and that's something that I, I definitely, you know, individually I want to achieve because to say that, all right, you know, I, you know, to, to not be, to not, not, to not have been able to beat them in my career, you know, it's a little sour right now. It's a little sour taste in my mouth. But um, I think you learn as a player over time to, you, you like, you really got to obviously be locked in, but you don't want to overdo things. Because I, I feel so. like, you know, like when you, one of the things that I've learned and try and try to remember, because it's hard to remember, is like, don't overdo it because of the name. Like, you know, I think players get, I think all players on all levels get caught up in that. Like, I'm pretty sure in basketball, like when you call, like you're playing the league, when, when y'all see like a Hall of Famer, like, I gotta go, but then you realize, like, you get on the court, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm out here, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough, like, I'm, I'm out here, like, you know. I think when you have those moments, you gotta just remind yourself, like, this is what I do, you know. And and, and the game hasn't changed since I was seven, but the preparation and the focus has to be there, you know. I think your preparation and your focus should always be at a high level, no matter who you're playing, because that's, you know, in football, the minute you decide you're not gonna lock in and focus, that's when you get hurt. So. Yep. You know, you, you really can't play around because it's, it's a guy in front of me that's over 300 pounds, six seven that's trying to kill me. So if I'm not focused and locked in, I could really hurt myself out here. And I, I think all great coaches, if, if, if you've been around, obviously you've been around great coaches, that one thing that they always talk about is that Patty knows at the beginning of the season we're playing LeMoyne in an exhibition game. And Coach Beheim goes, it doesn't matter if we're playing LeMoyne or if we're playing Duke. Like, your preparation should be the same, and you shouldn't take an opponent lightly, right? So, so, you guys played Army last week. Like, that's the biggest game of the year until you guys beat Army, and then you guys move on to the Clemson game, right? So, uh, I'm excited for you guys, man. Obviously, uh, the last two years have been really fun. Um, but just talk about, obviously, you guys start out 
hot six and zero last year. This year, you guys are off to a four and zero start. You guys have looked great so far. Um, obviously, a lot of injuries last year, but you guys kind of had a skid right last year. Um, ended up seven five. Ended up going to a bowl game. But what's the mindset in the locker room this year after getting off to this hot four and zero start? Um, and and how do you avoid that 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 type of skid to keep the to keep everything going in the right direction? Um, one game at a time. It's crazy, you know. We, earlier we were saying like we only had two opportunities, but when you when you start rolling, it is it's easy to start looking down the schedule and be like, okay, yeah. we, we do this and that. Once you start doing that, that's when you that's when things get over your head. So yep. um, for us, learning from last year, one game at a time, one play at a time, one day at a time, one prep like one practice at a time. You really got to take everything one day at a time because um, we didn't know that guys were going to get hurt last year and. I'm willing to bet that if guys didn't go down our schedule, our rank, our schedule, our, our records is a lot different, you know, because uh, some of the interests we took are, are definitely, we're, we're definitely some key guys. So um, I'm just praying that everybody stays healthy and throughout the whole year. And I feel like, you know, I feel like if we get that, it'll be a special year for sure. But I know for me, I just, we just try to take it one game at a time, you know, like, and, and I'll give you a little example. Like, I, you know, Schrader, we want Schrader to come on the podcast. And Schrader's like, so do we. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will, and I respected what he said. You know, he this he said this last week. He was like, "I'll commit to it after Clemson," but that just shows his focus. You know, and and, and I'm in the I'm in the facility watching film around eight nine p.m. He's in there watching film around eight nine p.m. You know, like uh, he kind of has the same schedule that I have. And you you just for me that motivates me seeing other guys on my team taking it so serious. Like I, I love that. Like that's. Like, for somebody who loves the game, I love seeing other guys like Marlo. I'm in there at 5.15. He's in there at 5 a.m., you know, and just in the facility. Like, more got me at 6.30. Just I love seeing guys take their preparation serious because um, when you see, you know, in, in football, it's, it's a team of 105 guys. So that's a lot of guys to, to, you know, to get focused on one goal. And the reality is the coach can't control all that. It, it really has to be player-led. Like, it's player-led, like. The young guys have to see me working. They have to see me watching extra They have to see me um, getting to practice early, staying there late. They have to see me do that. Because if they don't, then it's like, oh, okay, I can. Because in, in football, everything trickles down. If the leaders are, are playing around, bullshitting around, it's like, all right, whatever. You know? So um, it, it's good that, like, all the top dogs are taking it serious. And you see all the top dogs playing well as we should be. You know, we should be yep. setting the tone. You know? So that's dope for real. So, Caleb, um, as a student, I have a lot of friends from back home that go mm -hmm. to different colleges, and my texts this week are filled defending you guys, even though every year, you know, you start out quick, you know, strength of schedule is a thing. How does it feel to not have those, uh, the, the support of, like, the rankings yet and to be ranked and to be, you know, seen as a team that maybe easy schedules early in the season, even though you're beating teams by 40 every week? Uh <laughs> As a competitor, I think as a competitor, you you learn to to use everything as fuel. You know what I mean? Like, you, you like if, if people playing with us, they still playing with us. We got more work to do. If people supporting us and saying we we got more work to do, and I think even Coach Baber says that a lot. Like he he, he likes to say we wouldn't have it any other way. You know, um, the reality is Clemson's lost two games. So when we get the win, it's like they're gonna say. What, what, what they're probably going to say, oh, they, they Clemson ain't the same Clemson. The, the, the point of what I'm trying to say is they're always going to say something. So it's yeah. like, 
I can't even work. Like it's just like it's it's just like having having four sacks versus Colgate. Oh, he was supposed to do that. You know what I mean? Like oh, he it's like no matter what you do, somebody always yeah, wants to do something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody is always gonna. So it's like I, I had to like learn to just forget all that. Like you know, I don't even want to talk. Like I don't even want to. No, I don't even care about all that. And I think for us. It's about winning games. It, it's not. We didn't make the schedule. At the end of the day, like you know what I mean. Like we didn't. We didn't. We didn't say put Colgate down. We didn't say put Western Michigan down. We didn't say put Purdue down, but we won. You know, we didn't say put Army down, but we won. So, but and and and, and it's funny because like the flip side to that is if we would have lost, what would they have been saying? Yeah. So it's like they always going to say something, you know. So I can't. I'm. We can't worry too much about that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Not for sure, man. I know you got an appointment at six. We'll, we'll, we'll let you get off, but last qu- last question from me, man. What what's uh, a successful season in your eyes, right? Because obviously, there's the individual, there's the team goals. What's a successful season in your eyes? I'm gonna just go team goals. Um, I want this team to win. Yeah. I want this team to win a lot of games. I want us to be better than last year. Um, and if if I could go out knowing that we were better than last year. You know, and, and as for me, playing hard, being dominant. I'm not I don't chase I don't chase numbers and stats. I I can commit to working my I can I can commit to working 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 super hard and yep. and, and being ready and prepared. And I know everything else to take care of itself. So, you know. Oh man. Yeah, but call oh, one extra question though before I leave. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's your question, man. What what was it like playing with Braun, bro? Right. I, 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 I gotta know. I, I gotta know. Like I gotta know. Cause you really and, and you you wasn't you was playing, bro. We was talking about you in the locker room, bro. Like, what was that like, bro? Like, what was that like? Not my dog. Um, like you said, man. There's well, first of all, like he's an icon, right? Like, I, I talked about this on the podcast a couple of times. Like, he walks in a place, everyone stands up, everyone takes their phone out, everyone wants to see Braun, right? So th- there's there's that aspect to him of just like he's not he doesn't seem like a real human being. You know what I mean? Like all. I say this about some people sometimes, like, like for example, like Taylor Swift at, at, at the at the game this weekend. That's all they talk about. That's all they talk about is Taylor Swift. LeBron's at a LeBron's at a high school football game. It's on Sports Center. Like, Le, LeBron tweets out. So th- there's that aspect to it, and then just the overall preparation is just unbelievable, second to none. Like this guy, like we're in a film session for thirty minutes, and he has the boots on with. With ice directing the whole entire film session, he's get he gets two massages a day. He's watching film like no other. He's he's on the court early before anyone else gets there. He's he's one of the last guys to leave. Like he's just unbelievable, and he doesn't even like at this point in his career, like he could be like all right, like he, he doesn't he doesn't need to do that. He has all the money in the world. He doesn't need to keep playing at a high level. But man, it's not a it's not a secret of, of how. Of why he's still one of the best players in the NBA today. So, now nah, it, it was it was an unbelievable experience. That was always my favorite player growing up. So to be around him to learn, 
Uh, he, bro, he was unbelievable. Like, everyone says that Michael Jordan and Kobe were assholes. Like, LeBron is, like, actually a good dude. Like, LeBron will come up to me, like, Yo, how's your day going? He'll, he'll mess around with us on the plane. He'll, like, I, I got a bad haircut in San Francisco. He was, like, he was teasing on me the whole entire, the whole entire day, bro. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, like, like, stuff like that, like, we're in shoot around and he's joking around having a good time before the Western Conference semifinals. Like, I heard Kobe and Mike, like, you were afraid to talk to those guys. Like, I, I remember being on the plane and, and Braun's just bringing up these random questions. I'm asking about his diet, all these different things. And he's like, yo, I'm a resource, yo. Like, if y'all need something, let me know. Like, I'll, I'll be I'll be around. So, nah, he, he, he's a great dude, bro. Nah, it, it was it was an amazing year. You know, we was talking about, like, keep doing your thing, bro. We was... We was talking about it like that boy Cole. Like I remember when you declared to the league, I'm just like, dang, that boy Cole really got up out of here. Like, that was crazy, bro. <laughs> I never forget. I was like, that boy in LA, he about to even bro. That shit was crazy, yeah, man. But what was also cool what was also cool, Patty, is that um, me, Michael, Caleb, like we all went to FCA every single week together, right? And to see like. To, to, to see kind of like how all of us, our careers are going, just all glory to God, man. All glory to God, so. For real. Hopefully, you know, one of these days, are you, where are you based at now? I'm in Miami now. Miami that's what now. I'm saying, bro. Like, and that's the thing, like, making these connection relationships, like, when I'm training or I could potentially be training yeah. in Florida, we definitely got to link up and stuff like that, bro. Like, yeah, like, I, I saw my, my Kel last year when he was in L.A. I, I hung out with him in L.A. and, He's at the Senior Bowl, I think. He was at the Senior Bowl out in LA, and, I, and we went out to eat. We he came over to my G League games, like it was it was fun, bro. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy, for sure, man. But yeah, my my guy, appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Unbelievable guest, and uh, hey, I'm gonna be praying for your health and praying praying for a successful rest of the season, man. So appreciate that, my daughter's love. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast and our executive producer it's Adam Lewis Swider Show is created by Cole Swider Patty Casey and producer Adam Lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week